FCR, what's your favorite scary movie? Hello out there, all you creepy, crawly critters, and everyone who's listening to Uncensored Radio or watching. Welcome back to another instalment, another stab, if you will, of Uncensored Horror. Oh, yeah. And I went there. I went there. I always go there. I live there. That's where I live. That's, that's where I live. And um, we are going to be jumping straight into it today. There is no time to mess around because we're talking about a very eagerly awaited, well, for some, eagerly awaited project. Ladies and gentlemen, we're heading to the Big Apple today. Not on a boat, not with a zombie, but with a ghost face killer. That's right. Today we are talking about, I guess we're calling it Scream 6, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it's called. That's yeah, like, but a lot of a lot of the materials is calling it Scream. Like, well, well my ticket was Scream Six, so my, yeah, my ticket scream said six. Scream Six as well. Yeah, we'll just so, Scream Six. We'll call it Scream Six. So I think we have. I think it's safe to say that this time we all saw it in cinemas, right? We all yes. managed to get to a cinema and actually see it as opposed to last time. I think. Do you think it was just um, just over a year ago that we were sitting down talking about Scream 5 and returning to the franchise after the less than, you know, the less than fruitful returns of Scream 4, but we are now back, back at it again with, you know, with renewed vigour and excitement. It's all the timing, right? Like, there was nothing wrong with Scream 4. Like, Scream 4 was a good movie. It was just, I, I think, agree. wrong time. Yeah. Like it just wasn't well received because it was the wrong time. I think it was. I I, yeah. I I did a rewatch before we dove into this. Um, before I went to these at the cinemas, and um, it's a strong movie. I just don't think it was a released at the right time, and B had enough hype around it. Like it was the return to the franchise that could have been a bit more. You know, Iconic. a bit more hyped up. Like, yeah. look at how well... There. We'll talk about this now. Look at how well they've promoted this movie. This yeah. installment of this franchise has been marketed so beautifully. Like, it is... There's been teaser trailers. There's been different concept posters. There's been... There's a, a, an experience that you can go through. And, like, they've really kind of stepped it up from going... Oh, we can just trade off the name of Scream and go. It'll be it'll be a box office success no matter what because it has Scream in the title. They've realised that you know, hey, this is again a new generation of of. Well, that's what I like too. Is that, that these new, well, these new kids that are in the film too seem like they're really ambitious. Like they love it. They want to be part of it. Like it seems yeah. like there's that energy there. Like you can tell that it's they want to have a lot of fun with the ride. I'm yeah, still trying to definitely... decide how I feel about Jenna Ortega in this. I'm... Uh, yeah, look, it's been quite, it's been quite, a, it's a, quite a trip between the two movies, I think, but we'll talk about it as we go along. So this movie basically takes place 
like Scream 2. There are many, very, 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 very many parallels between Scream 2 and Scream 6. But again, we need to do this at the beginning of every review. If you have not seen Scream 6 yet, pause the podcast, get your ass to a cinema, and go witness Ghostface on his marauding trek through New York City. Then come back and share your opinions with us. So, and then <laughs> preamble done. Yeah, preamble then done, you know. So one year after the Woodsboro killings, um, that you know, this time, this time, were perpetrated by Richie Kirsch and Amber Freeman, we find ourselves in New York City, a place where we probably never thought we would find Ghostface. And we find one very unique person, very... I guess she's now, like, a lot of fledgling scream queen. She's our girl, uh, Samara Weaving. So for those of you that don't know... For those of you that don't know Samara Weaving, she was the star of Ready or Not, which was a fantastic radio silence movie that the guys that made Scream, you know, made, made that movie as well. And they really... We're under quite a lot of pressure to add Samara to the cast ever since they they were announced to take over the franchise. It's been Samara Weaving, Samara Weaving, Samara Weaving, get Samara Weaving, put Samara Weaving in this movie, put her in, put her in, put her in, put her in. And they put her in. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say, she looked great in her dress. She looked great. She's and tiny, tiny girl. Listen, the opening scene to screen movies are iconic. So she should have felt honored, quite honestly. Definitely. And this one is definitely different in a big way. I get the par- we get the parallels to Scream t- uh, to Scream Two, where everything's happening in a very public space. Mm-hmm. But this is this is different, and this this scene kind of set the vibe for the whole movie. I'm like, oh, okay, what is going to happen? Because we are in new territory. We have not spoken about it yet, but. This is the first in the franchise without our final girl, our original final girl, Miss mm-hmm. Nev Campbell, Sydney Prescott. We are Sydney-less this movie. So it was really open and they could do pretty much, you know, whatever to establish a new status quo and a new whatever. And this first scene definitely did that as we see... I love that she's a film professor to start with. We're going, we're kind of going back to the films, but not really. Uh, Laura is waiting for a mystery date and um, gets phone calls. I, I love that she's like, "What's your favorite scary movie?" Not that one. <laughs> it's like, oh, poor I, scream. I gotta be honest. <laughs> as soon as they said she's a film professor, I said, "Of course she is." Of course she is. She's gorgeous she is. and skinny and blonde and cute, you know. Very broad Australian accent. It's like, oh, it's a bit harsh on the oldie. I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. But there is a, a little bit of cat mouse as, as Laura, who is trying to do the right. She's trying to be the good citizen, right? She's being the good girl, but ends up as a trope <laughs> in a dark alley alone talking to a mysterious man she on the phone. She ends up pretty dead. She ends up be... very dead. Let... She, she apparently just does not listen to her lectures. Yeah, like, let's put it out there. They are definitely upping the violence. Yes. 
this the, time. The kills are very violent. The like, kills are very violent. Like, there's not even a whole lot of blood. I mean, there is, but there isn't. But they're violent. Like, it, they're vi- yeah. I mean, you there's nothing left to the imagination. Like, there, it, no. there is violence. There is anger in these kills. <laughs> yeah, even watching the original movie again, they do pull away from a lot of the stabs in in the original film. <laughs> given it was 20 something years ago now but this one we see we see knives going in repeatedly repeatedly, repeatedly. And she she got a good scream on her I, I can understand why they wanted her the purity of the white dress you know mm-hmm. getting all bloodied and ghost faced unmasked in the first five minutes of the movie Right. What? I was like, what is going on? (laughs) And these one-liners, I'm just... I mean, some were really great, but now I see red. Like, oh, come on. And that kind of gave me... Like another movie that just explores that whole dynamic there of, like, you know, Samara Weaving's character and, like, them not liking her and, and, and... plotting to kill her like i think that needs to be its own thing but i don't happen. know i don't, I don't know think it needs, does either i, I mean, mean it's it's pretty yeah, obvious I, like college I saw students they're professors <laughs> i saw, I saw enough i would like to see more samara weaving but i don't know that i need to see those characters again they serve their purpose yeah as we're, we we're find you know as i said Ghostface is revealed effectively does what you know most normal serial killers do and just blends back into the to the street blends into the environment around him and we we lose him until he runs into a very familiar face out of nowhere tara carpenter out of out of nowhere is is in new york city and uh going to a frat party because you know that's what you do that's in new great. york city yeah, that's what you do but as as jason returns to his humble abode which is full of very nice uh, movie paraphernalia. Those po- those posters would have been expensive. Those big ass posters that are like wall mounted and whatnot. Well, we find that he is rich um, boys. Yeah, he is a rich boy with with a fetish for stab movies, obviously, because he opens a mini shrine that has two ghost face masks, like the father death costume in the bag, all that kind of stuff. And we discover through his phone calls that he and his roommate, <laughs> roommate Jason, are the new Ghostface killers, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to get a oh, great had yeah, Greg. I'm having a lot of trouble with the name Greg. Greg, <laughs> that's not a very serial killer name. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither was Billy or Stu. Greg. Anyway, Greg. Greg, uh, had, Greg had Greg got blue bars and had to had to have a kill, but he gets punished ultimately when he receives his very own phone call. It's a it's a uh, case of be careful what you wish for, I guess, because you end up the uh, on the wrong side of the knife as opposed to uh, his roommate, who we have a nice little. Um, Hot a colder scene. Did you like the homage well? to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? I did like our little, our little um, Jason. Yep, yeah, our little Jason homage. I mean, Jason's playing on the screen. We're looking. Yeah. <laughs> we are, you know, we are late. We are looking for Jason, and then 
after a little game of hot or colder, we find Jason well and truly like dismembered. He is he is beheaded. <laughs> Beheadings! I mean, as we will find out later in the movie. <laughs> it, it was pretty fantastic. It was pretty fantastic. And then Ghostface wastes no time in dispatching these the uh the wannabe duo with a new iconic line. Who gives a fuck about movies anyway? <laughs> slash, slash into our new titles. And I think that that's a very appropriate way of putting the audience on the back foot straight away because I had no idea what to expect after this. I, I was really, like, really enjoyed the red herring out of those guys because you because were like... Because, Katie, you've, just, you've literally just seen this movie, haven't you? I literally just got to see this movie. I, I was really hoping to see it a lot sooner, but got got out there today. Uh, really, really enjoyed that twist because, like, when he takes off his mask, you're like, really? In the first, where are we gonna go from here? You, you like, like the fun is all out of it. We know who Ghostface it is. I really enjoyed that twist. I thought that was that was good. Well, that as much as we um, right back into it. As- Right, as much as we think we are ultra cool, and we were back in the day when this was our, this is our franchise, and we were fresh and knew and everything was meta, mm-hmm. we are programmed now to expect a certain formula. Yep. You don't expect Ghostface revealed in the first five minutes of the movie, and that really, I think, sets a mission statement for this film in particular. It is. It is for it is for the audience, but it's like, oh, we're not done. Like we don't we're not gonna like flatline in Woodsboro and have to run back there every every couple of sequels. This is mm-hmm. showing that there is fresh blood, fresh meat everywhere. And quite literally, because look at the size of this cast, man. Like this is a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of bodies to get through. It was good. But again, fantastic marketing. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love the marketing. But we'll talk more about the cast as we as we run into them. As I said, we're in New York City now. Um, and the the core four, as we will find out, they are, they are now labelled. They are now labelled. The core four. Uh, in college, not unlike Miss Sydney Prescott and Randy Meeks in Scream 2. They've headed to the big city. And Sam is trying, I guess, that? trying to do the right thing. What Sorry. was that scene with, like, the boys, like, dancing? And, like, we'll like, talk about like, that, because that was, that was weird. Um, was Sam is in therapy. Weird. Yep. Oh, Sam is in <laughs> I, therapy. I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I know what you're talking about now. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. So Sam is in therapy. As, as she should do. be. As she should be. As, yeah. as she should be after, you know, the um, events of her life and her last movie and whatever. Well, you know, and also having auditory hallucinations and visual ones. But she too. says she's she fast. hasn't, she said she hasn't, she's not seeing anyone she's not supposed to at the moment. So she's not right, pups. I mean, that, that, um, that makes me, I've seen this movie twice now. Yeah. I've seen this movie twice now. And it, that line does make me question Sam a little bit. Is she well, a reliable narrator? Is she a reliable narrator? Because she says, I'm not seeing anyone I'm not supposed to. 
Right, because mm. but she says that, be, and then she and then yeah, she goes into well, I have I have trust issues, and she hasn't like told him anything. So it's <laughs> like, does he know that she like? Here's what no, he had no, he had no, Doc, poor Dr. Stone had no idea. And the reveal is great. He's like, she's like, well, my dad's Billy Loomis. And he's like, she's like, they made a movie out of goes, Yeah, they really did. And he's like, I have well, to, he, uh, and then, well, yeah, then she alluded looking, to the fact. Yeah. He was looking Sorry, at her she, at first. Like he didn't believe her. Like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. then she alluded to the fact that when she was killing Richie, it felt right. Which and is, there it is, oh, and there it is. Yeah, it's like, babe, that's a little bit too free, a bit too free with your information. Yep. Yeah, you got to go. Cry. You got to go to the doctor. Yeah, call the police. So Sam is Sam is not a happy. So she's hearing shit, seeing but shit. But I am also wondering. People. She had a point. She didn't make any threats. No, she didn't she, make any threats. She didn't make and any the, threats to yeah. herself or others. I'm wondering what a therapist really have to report something like that. It's, it's, I don't, it depends on the law, I guess, right? I would. I'm curious about. looking at her, I'd be just like, mm-mm. Yeah, she's, a, she's got a good setup to be a serial killer, but that's not the point. Yeah, yeah. she's a bit... But the most, yeah, the most important thing <sighs> is that she, she expresses that there is this online conspiracy that she is the mastermind behind the Woodsboro, I guess, 3.0 killings, and that she framed Richie and Amber, and that she's actually the one that did all the killings, orchestrated everything, and it's online. No, I don't think it is, but it's very interesting that they're already already poking at the culture. You know, they love to be meta, and they're like, ah, the online, online is going to frame someone as a killer and someone as a hero, and it's very interesting because that happens in the real world every day. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, the the twins, Mindy and Chad, and um, Tara, all together partying up at the uh, frat house. <laughs> and as we've already as we've already alluded to, there's another little scream to Easter egg that uh, Tara might be pledging a Mega Beta Zeta. That's, right. I was yeah. just about to say that. <laughs> it's like, probably not a good idea. That right. didn't really end what? so well for the last one. Poor Cece. Poor Cece. Poor Cece. Poor Cece. But Tara's trying to live her life. Tara's trying to get on, get through, get drunk, and get some D. And she's getting cock blocked, you know? I mean, <laughs> she's getting cock blocked by, um, by pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. I guess they're just being good friends, and we get it. Horrible she things can happen to people. She was a little drunk, and he got a little forceful at the end, dragging her. Oh, at the end! At the end, out of nowhere, yeah, he like grabbed her and dragged her up the stairs. I'm like, oh, okay, that's over. But like, yeah, yeah, no, we're done here. We've got Annika, who is uh, Mindy's new girlfriend. Yeah, new girlfriend. I mean, did we? <laughs> Did she even warn her? Like, this usually doesn't end well for my girlfriend. No, I feel like that's what you should do. And, of course, Chad's, as we've talked about, Chad's roommate, Ethan, they've got a weird vibe going on there. I don't know if he, like, <laughs> is there, like, it's like some kind of hero worship. It was a little bit weirdly homoerotic for a little second it there. It was like, it okay. Was strange. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever, but yeah, after there is a bit of a scene cause when Sam arrives home and Tara isn't there, 
as she's informed by their new live-in roommate and resident slut. Sex positive. <laughs> Sam is not impressed that Tara has not held up her end of the bargain and told her exactly where she is at all times. And uh, crashes the party in a big way by causing a bit of an out- outrage, tasing the would-be date rapist in the balls and pretty much ending <laughs> their night. That was great. Like, I'm just going to tease you in the balls yeah. now. Okay, bam. Oh, no worries. And I see it in, has seen in series as, you know, Sam is overstepping her bounds and Tara's... Tara does put, a, I guess, a good spin on it. She's saying, I'm not letting what happened to us over two days affect the rest of my life. And, mm-hmm. you know, she obviously hasn't... Like, Sam's main concern is she hasn't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. But she, she's trying to move on in her own way, whereas... Sam is very much focused on what's what happening, happened? what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, <laughs> but meanwhile, as happens with all those kind of good things, Quinn, who is the sex positive roommate's father, Detective Bailey, gives Sam a call and tells her that she needs to uh, come down to the stage because, you know, there's been some killings, and not only has there been some killings, but her ID has been found on the bodies. It's we're we're um, we're going hard on the Sam angle here. Someone really wants her to pay, so she's um, she does the right thing and leaves after her fight with Tara. <laughs> and yeah, this is where it kind of kicks off. I I thought this first part was a little slow, if I'm going to be honest. I was like, okay. I get I get we need exposition, but I'm like, okay, cool. I was like... Oh, he right, felt yeah. it was a slow burn. This is was not even... The, we weren't even burning at this point. We were just... It was exposition. And I get we need exposition, but I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. They were trying to chuck a lot into that, and then there's this weird, out of nowhere... Chad and Tara romance that they're setting up. Oh, I liked that. I kind of think it wasn't that the, it wasn't in the first movie. No, but no. you kind of grow at all closer to people after going through such a traumatic event. I know, but we saw so. But my issue is that we saw that at the end of the first movie with with, with um Dewey and Gail, right? We saw the beginnings right. of that, and and that's matured through. This kind of felt a little bit. Love interest. <laughs> I just think it's just oh, like a throwback was, to the no, first I, film. I actually, I enjoyed it. I ship it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was shipping. I'm, All right, well, I'm, that's a, a, I'm a chat, chat, Stan. <laughs> I'll, I'll chat, work on the nickname. I'll work on chat, it. Chat, I'll work set, on it. Um, Tared? Yeah, I'll work on it. You can get yourself into some awkward... No. You get some <laughs> awkward nope, nope. moment. We'll work on it. We'll come back yep. to this. So not only was Sam's ID found at the uh, at the scene of the crime, but also the ghost ma- ghost face mask with Richie's DNA on it from last year's killings. So someone has been taking a little bit of uh, evidence and you know borrowing it. So on the way Why to the not? station. We get a phone call. We get our first, you know, lead girl phone call in the middle of the street in New York from Richie's phone. Yeah, that one's a little 
that was weird, right? Because mm-hmm. we all saw what happened to Richie at the end. Richie ain't coming back. No, Richie, Richie ain't coming back. <laughs> Richie ain't coming back at all. There is he no, um, yeah, there is no, he beep beeped out in a big way. But uh, yeah, Ghostface is very at home in the streets of New York as he manages to appear out of nowhere and then chase them into a bodega, which what I like about this movie is that a lot of it happens in public, public. You're like, oh, God, this is this is happening. And, and it's typically no New one, York. No one cares. No Do one cares. you know what <laughs> like, was whatever. so special about the name of that bodega? I didn't see the name of the bodega. What was the name of the bodega? Abe's Snake. <laughs> and the... It is a pseudonym for Wes Craven when he used to make um, adult films in the seventies. There you go. There oh, we program. go. So there is yeah, there is full of full of full of full of full of full of Easter eggs for the like, entire franchise and everything to do with the franchise. It's yeah, too many to list. So if you if you we know if we forget some, please let us know. But the Bodega scene was kind of um, spoils a little bit by the trailer, but it's still intense. This ghost face is not pulling any punches. Every he's like a shark. Everyone is collateral damage. It's just like you're it's, out of the you're in the way, bro. It's very New York attitude. Like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Yeah, get in line, ladies. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy just got fucking made into a meat pie, and then everyone else is like, oh, we out. <laughs> We out. We oh, yeah, they're like, mm, yeah. And look, the, the store clerk tries to do the right thing, but ends up, you know, a puddle of brains as well. Oh, he was so close. He was so close. I must say, Ghostface with a shotgun was though. Pretty intense though. Like, like you know, grabbing the shotgun and like the whole thing that. was like, oh wow, like this is really up fantastic. the ante, like. Like Ghostface, they ain't afraid to shoot someone in the head now. Because has uh, Ghostface ever had a gun before? He has Uh, guns. They have guns at the end. They have guns at the end, usually. Oh, um, what's her name? And Jackie had one. And Jackie had one. Yeah, Debbie Salt. Debbie Salt. They always always use they always have a gun. They always have a gun at the end. It's very uh, rare that they use guns to kill people as Ghostface, though. I know because it'd be so like. much easier. <laughs> I know, but as a sh- fucking shotgun too. That is no joke. Yeah, that was no joke. That was no joke. But as soon as that cat and mouse scene ends and the police arrive, Ghostface manages to disappear, That's leaving cool. behind another mask. This time, the ghost face mask used in the 2011 Woodsboro killings. Mm-hmm. And we are going backwards, my friends. Backwards to the source. Counting down, but to what? And we will find out. Um, how do we feel about Dermot in this movie? He plays the grizzled um, grizzled cop. Yep. It's, that's very him, isn't it? Like, very I good feel like casting. That's it's, he's like but very, if yes. he wasn't available... Who would you have wanted in that role? Let's just have a little Stallone. Pause. Stallone. Stallone couldn't no. have done it. Stallone couldn't have done God, it. He's, he's I would have liked like, someone cheesy. Like, I love him, but too cheesy. See, this is, this brings up an interesting an interesting question because there's a lot of people wanting um, Sam and Tara's mum in the next movie, and they're like, oh, it should be Selma Hayek. I'm like, she's too old. 
Like we've got to, we've got to get we've got to you've I'm got to reconsider to these people. Oh, do you know who I said who who it should be? Yeah, oh. I think it should be Jennifer Esposito. Yep. What the or yep. the mum from Modern Family? No, someone. No. No, I think <laughs> she no. needs to be some. She needs to be someone that was that looks around Sydney's age. So around that, it, you know, it, around it, our it, age. It could not. <laughs> I can't believe you depressed. just said that with a straight face. I love yeah, right. her too, but she's just, you can't. Yeah. She can't do it. No, Selma Hayek's, Selma Hayek's in the too old category now, I think. She would have been great I, I, though. I, I want but Jennifer Selma Esposito. Selma could be cast as someone younger. Like, honestly. No. She, I, mean, I want she Jennifer looks Esposito. fantastic, but her she's not believable to be that young. Yeah, no. But anyway, we digress. We digress. We digress. We digress. We digress. <laughs> Because we are going to um, go back in time now to a moment that everyone has waited for. I let out a little squeak of joy when that happened. <laughs> the FBI too. is in town, ladies and gentlemen, and the FBI has never looked so good oh in God. the form of one Miss Kirby Reed. Oh. And she looks, and uh, Hayden Panettiere looks fantastic, by the way. For what she, for what has gone in, gone in like her, her life since off. the last movie? She since looks the good. last movie, she has, yeah, she is well and truly back. Kirby I kind has, of like Kirby in 4 more than the new Kirby, though. Can I say that? You like, can, I like, but I would love to yeah, hear why. I, I, I thought that Kirby in 4 felt a little bit more authentic. Like, she felt like in this movie... She was very much, I guess, because they were trying to set up that she may be a potential killer, that there was something off about her. Whereas I felt like she was more authentic and real in four. And mm. this this instalment, she just felt a little bit, like, strange. But I guess that was the setup, so. I didn't get that vibe. And I Do you know what think, I think it was? I didn't peg her as a killer at all. Do you know what I think it was? I think it was the fact that the cast was so large that we didn't get a bit more Kirby backstory. I think she would have fitted in a bit more because she was absent for the last movie. Mm -hmm. yep. We've seen all of these characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've spent time yep. with all of these characters and we know what, we know how they act and how they will react. The last time we saw Kirby, she was dying. Right. And, you know, she explains that. So not only do we meet Kirby again in her new matured... Uh, liberated slash i don't know what uploaded form she is <laughs> she's kirby 2.0 but we get gail weathers from channel four back yeah. on the beat gail is in the city and very much like a south park canadian character like oh my she's, gosh gail's there gail's I mean, there and she the for sure <laughs> she gets uh she gets gets the swing in in you know in typical Gail Weathers fashion, she gets swung at, but she gets hit by the little by the little sister this time. I like but that. Gail Weathers, cool. <laughs> Gail Weathers can take a punch. Let's put it that way. She doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> she is back. Well, she she is really back doesn't, does she? Straight away. Like she was okay. Like she was like yeah. no glass jaw on Gail Weathers. She was back straight up at it. And we find that Sam and Tara are upset with Gail just a little bit because she's done what she said she wasn't going to do at mm. the end of Scream 5. Is anyone shocked? She's written a book. <laughs> she's written a book. I'm not surprised and I'm glad that we kind of lost the sentimentality that 
Scream 5 had us have around her. She Gail's character has kind of woven in and out of, you know, moral ambiguity. Let's put it that way. She's been on but the right the, side of the line and she's been on the wrong side of the line, but she always she in the end does the right be a vicious thing. Bitch. Listen, but she I does the right thing in the end. I think she will always look out for herself and do what she thinks is ultimately best for her. But I also think she does have her fellow survivors best best interest in mind besides what is profitable for her. Like she obviously <laughs> does not want these girls harmed. Yeah, she but, can't and I guess she can't help that the one thing that she's famous for is, you know, horror and murder. <laughs> she was right. just involved. It's it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said, she's always woven in and out of this moral ambiguity. It's nice to see that, you know, at the, at the end of Scream 4, they were very much happy families. At the beginning of Scream 5, everyone's broken up. At the Scream 5, we lose Dewey. So Gail, I guess, is left hanging and, and back to where she was at the start of the first movie, where she's more about her career and her own preservation as well, that could, a journalist. Like, makes sense, though, too. Like, someone who's lost someone they were close to, like, that's her defence mechanism, right? Like, to really put up that Gale wall again. Like, well, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, of course. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, we... I get I get her, her character direction. Like, it's good that she returned to being the bitch because that's, that's who she is. Like, she's not a bad person, but she's someone who just protects herself. Like... And, you know, to be fair, it's her story, too. Yeah. She has a, a big kind intro, of big, right yeah. to tell her story. Yeah, exactly. They can't expect and her not to do that. This is where we get the in-story explanation that, you know, Sydney knows what's happening, but she's not coming. This time, yeah. after what happened after what happened to Dewey, and I don't blame Sydney. I don't either. You know what I mean? She, I, she doesn't really owe these people anything nope. anymore like she's she's done her job this is their this is their mess and i guess that's a good way of of they've they've successfully Do done what they wanted and handed over do you reckon that sydney will be back for part seven i don't know if it'll be seven she'll, i think she'll definitely be back but you know this movie has proven they can do it without her because i thought this, yeah exactly thought this was a great film Sydney, Mark, and the kids, the girls, are in hiding. They're not even telling Gail where she went, so there is no getting to Sydney this time. She has effectively taken herself out of the equation, like she was trying to do in Scream 3, right? Mm-hmm. She was trying to do it in Scream 3, but they were using her mother to pull her back in. Sydney is removed from the situation. She is done. She is out. Now, Dr. Stone, on the other hand is kind of dealing with the information that Sam gave him and uh, really kind of um, hits the cutting room floor hard. What is it with this? What is it with this movie and stabbing people in the orifices? (laughs) Yeah, they got them. They got them good. 
Oh, uh, in the like, nose? In the nose? In the nose. <laughs> Did you notice that? They're all watching yeah. horror films. They are. He's watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original. Cute. And I, I love it that you're next, you're next. There could be any one of you. It's like, oh, we're getting better. I love it. Like, it could be anyone. I love that for us. It could be anyone. But he is stabbed in the nut. Like, oh. I just can't. It's like, oh, how's your cavity, sir? <laughs> Quickly dispatch. And as as we um discover, it is the the day before Halloween. Just mm. you know, because Michael Myers is dead, so why not let Ghostface take over the holiday? And left behind that crime scene is another mask left by the only solo Ghostface killer, Roman Bridger. This is when I knew that we are going to really go for the whole franchise. I feel like Scream 3 is like the bastard, bastard, like stepchild of the franchise. Everyone's like, ugh, Scream 3. They're like, no, we need to give Roman, um, Kirby says we've got to give Roman his props. He's the only one who did it alone. So we're, we're, we're giving everyone their dues and, you know, she mentioned stab and all that kind of thing. So we are well and truly in the universe. We are not doing a popular horror trait where we get to, you know, the sixes and sevens and eights and trying to ignore certain parts of certain movies and saying it didn't happen. Are no, you no, no. Jamie Lee Curtis? Everything is canon. I'm talking about pretty uh, much every major horror franchise that, I mean, that want to take bits and pieces and use what they want and discard. Like how what they annoying don't. was that Friday the Thirteenth fucking reboot? Like, what was that? Like, oh, let's kidnap mm-hmm. someone because Jason always kidnaps people. Like, off, off topic. <laughs> and, and Mindy's spectacular, spectacular. Her, her, her. She's taking that. She's definitely taken over Randy, hasn't she? She's um, she's the rule. She's the rule, uh, rule divisor. And um, (laughs) but I I don't know if we should listen to where Randy was right. I don't know that Mindy's that accurate. She does know the rules, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know how they get subverted, (laughs) and it's very interesting to watch her. She was pretty right about all of them. She was pretty, pretty right, but she always ends up. On the, on the receiving end, it's it's like Mindy. You think you're smart? I like, yeah. Big cast to get through. Lots of uh, lots but, of lots of lots of bodies to get through, which is what we need to start to do a bit quicker now because we are in um, Sam and Tara's apartment now. What we haven't mentioned is that Sam is like doing this whole, oh, I'm a loner. I'm I'm. All I'm thinking about is Ghostface and my sister, except for the guy across the way who I'm shopping in secret. Oh. We forgot to mention Secret Boyfriend. Oh, and he is. Yeah. Mm, great A. Secret Boyfriend um, rocks up when it is announced that Sam is the lead suspect in the murders that are happening because, you know, her her um, psychiatrist is now dead as well. There, are, There is footage of her having a disagreement with someone on the street, which we saw earlier, and we know that wasn't Sam's fault, but, you know, people can twist anything with social media as we are learning. And this is where it happens. This is, I really thought this scene was effective. Oh, they get is- attacked in their own apartment. There is no safety for these kids. They're like, they are playing. They are playing the adult role, but they. We're just going to remember they are freshmen. They are in a new 
city. They're alone. There's no parents. They are they are fucked. Just by the way, I'm like, it, I'm pretty good. Was it Ghostface that sent that text message, or was it um, Cute Boy? That sent what message? Uh, uh, the message that they received from oh. sitting at the table, and it's but that's Ghostface because it's sent to all their phones at once. That's what I was wondering. I because I was wondering how she's got like unless they're having like, airdropping it, you know, because you can do that. Yeah, you can but, do that. I think that might have been airdrop. It all happened at once. And we right. thought, like I love it was a very um very effective when a stranger calls moment. Right. Like it, the call was coming from inside the house, well and truly, mm-hmm. and there was what? One, two, three, four, five of them in the house. But she got plus Queen and her boyfriend. <laughs> like Well, what's left of them? Yeah. What's left of Quinn's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's right. Fair. Whoever this whoever it was tonight. Bothered me about that. Yeah. There's like you just said, have, like what five of them? Yeah, and and they hesitate to go right in to help Quinn, even though they can see that she is, you know, being held by Ghostface. Yeah. They can hear her getting attacked, and they're standing at the door. Just oh, maybe we you should. Can't, you don't think it's a bit of shock? A bit of shock, maybe. I don't know. This I is the first. This is the first time that Chad and Mindy are experiencing it again. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. It felt I, very in, disingenuous, honestly. I don't know that they would that you would expect it to happen in your own home either. Right, but the fact that he had been there, very it's like ugh. forced because they they're going balls to the wall. The rest of the the scene, like they're reacting quickly. They're thinking right on their feet, but they can't but go need, and help their friend. You need you need impetus to act, though. I guess. When, you, when when her dead body when her body gets thrown at them, <laughs> that's that's impetus. Like, oh fuck, I'm out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Chad take off. Tara and Chad take off, and the other like Ghostface is very quick though. Manages to get you know Mindy and Annika in one shot. Oof. Oh, they. Oh, and again, they, they, they I, like I want to know how Annika survived Ooh. that that stab and that. Lift. It's like, oh god! Isn't that what killed Dewey? Like it's that? Dewey two point Yeah, right. it's Dewey so she, And a she, lot of she, she a tiny little thing. A lot of knife twisting. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, girl, that had to hurt. A lot of knife twisting. A lot of screaming. And was, it was not good. getting out of there. Okay. Well, no, of oh, yeah. she's not. But she shouldn't have gotten up in the first place. Is what we're saying. I would like to. I would like to think that um most of the blood they used was probably on this scene because there's a lot of blood. So Sam blood. tries to Sam tries to arm herself and she, she discovers all the knives are gone too. So mm-hmm. they have been set up. It's someone. It's someone they know, and someone it's they know someone. intimately. The killer is yeah. someone. The killer is someone, but it's <laughs> someone they know intimately that has been in their house and has willingly taken away their ability to fight. So when they are running away from Ghostface, and Ghostface is... Not, this Ghostface don't quit. <laughs> this Ghostface is not one to disappear. He sees the job through to the end. The latter scene was... Pretty intense. Yeah. It was everything that I wanted, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Would you guys have made it across? Probably not. Nope. I would have. I'm not good at heights. I'm not good with heights. No, I don't like heights, but I would have been straight across. I would have been like, you'd be like, you'd see me for dust. I'd be like, my bitch. Nope, Steve and I would just be holding each other screaming. 
But had, I, had my guts all cut out like Annika, then maybe no. Yeah. I oh, been girl, a put in a good effort for having her guts yeah. filling out. I can't I love it. believe they left her till last. Like, fuck that. And Min, Mindy's like, you're losing a lot of blood. She's like, say something girl. more positive. Say yeah. something more positive. <laughs> like, yeah, Mindy, you're not a bro. You should have put her on that goddamn ladder. Yeah. No. I, like, she was fodder. We could, like, when she didn't go second, you're like, you're fodder. You're gone, girl. Oh, oh yeah, I but, knew she was done. The whole, grabbing of, the whole grabbing of the ladder and the shaking, it's like, oh, 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 and then, oh, the fall and the bin hit. Oh, my oh, God. I didn't even think Oosh. she was going to get on the ladder, to be honest. I thought that he was just going to, like, finish her off before she could even get out. But the fact she even got on the ladder was impressive. But that, yeah, you like, you heard her head hit that bin, like, oh. Yeah, oh, that was not okay. And they saw, like, this, I think this is what's important for this movie is that they are seeing the violence that's happening to the people that they love. Mm. Whereas last time it was very much, let's get them separate, let's get them alone. And that part of that was because it was filmed during COVID. They couldn't have these massive scenes where everyone was together all the time. Mm-hmm. I think so, there's something a bit more terrifying that this is happening en masse and they're seeing it happen and they don't know where yeah. it's coming from. It, it kind of broadens the horizon of the danger a bit more this time around mm-hmm. because, you know, they're in a city, they're in a city of strangers. It could be anyone. So after this attack and, uh, you know, Quinn's father finding out that, you know, his daughter has been brutally murdered, um, Gail pops up doing her due diligence and does her famous off-the-record moment. (laughs) This is some of my favourite stuff. I think what I learnt from this movie is I want more Gail and (laughs) Kirby together. They are are brilliant. I love those two together. They are... (laughs) You're the FBI. You're a child. I'm 30. You look like a zygote. (laughs) That was... (laughs) Yay! And then... (laughs) And then Gail going, it's called investigative journalism. So I'm just really good at my job. One day you will be too. (laughs) (laughs) You got to love those Gail Weather lines. She always got the best. She got got her bit. And I think she's got a really good foil with Kirby. Like, because mm-hmm. Kirby will give it back to her. And yeah. that's the, the whole dynamic in this is like, Gail has power, but Kirby has power as well. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you want to fuck me over here? I'll fuck you over here. But Gail has come through, as she always does, and discovered an abandoned cinema complex. This is, and she did again, it because she's really good at her job. Her job, yeah, she's really good at her job. <laughs> this is this is a fucking cool moment. I don't care how better it is or whatever or how unfeasible it is. Seeing that shrine, they had like Tatum's outfit. <laughs> seeing that shrine was a like an ah oh! moment for I think friends of the franchise because you see Gail positive tr- exactly, and it's their it. That's how sadistic this ghost face is he's taking their trauma rubbing it in their faces and going this is this is all happening this is all happening because of sam this, but i'm i'm gonna make you relive it again after the yeah. stab movies after real life you get to see it and you get to see someone worshiping what happened to the people that you knew and loved it was very it was cool. I'm not even gonna like. It's the moment. It's kind of one of those Freddy versus Jason moments, or like you know, 
like one of those iconic horror moments. I think in, in years to come, that'll be like on a reel of like coolest moments in horror. When we oh, see all of those ghost face like costumes set up on stage and very noticeable Easter eggs for fans of the series. Like, mm-hmm. as Luke said, Tatum's clothes, drawings of Dewey, like the mask from the play that Sydney was in in college, like all of this stuff that, you know, we've spent time absorbing is again, put on display and used in like a perverse worship. It's, it's good stuff. It really Could makes you me imagine go, if they've released um, the Woodsboro murders as a book with like a ghost writer as Gail Weathers, like it would be, uh, I'm surprised they haven't. I'm, su- I'm, you know surprised, I'm surprised they, they haven't, haven't either. Yeah, like, it would be a bestseller straight away, even though it could be the worst book ever. People would buy it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't do, like, like, the Blair Witch, you know, how the Blair Witch Project had all of that supplemental material that was, yep. you know, imagined and created yeah. the world. I'm well, surprised they, they haven't. They missed the boat and screamed it, but, like, I think they could still do it now and it would still sell out. Yeah. So, yeah, this is where we get a bit more exposition, a bit more building of the love story between... Chad and uh, Tara, we get a great moment between uh, <laughs> Mindy and Kirby. Kirby, and we get a great oh. moment between like Kirby. I think Kirby really shines here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this part does for me? It proves that the legacy characters are still needed. Yeah, in a small I... way. Not that they need to be the stars of every movie, but those legacy characters will always tighten up the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Look, I'm glad they there, brought Kirby back because I, 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 like, I know yeah. that she was like predicted dead in the other one film, but she was a fan favorite, and I'm glad that they brought her back because she kind of brought. She back, got short know, like, change. She got short change. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's almost yeah. like passing the torch too. I mean, Randy, Definitely. the horror expert, and then it goes to Kirby, and then yeah. Mindy. Mindy. And Kirby's showing us what might have happened if Randy had managed to survive. And I think it's important that, that you know, that she did come back because Wes Craven always intended Kirby to survive. Oh, Kirby he purposed the last, the last shot of Kirby, she is still breathing, she is still moving. That's what Wes yeah. said on the audio, audio commentary for Scream 4, that she's not gone in his eyes. So it it gives a little bit of wes to this as well and, and like a nod to what they were going to do with that intended trilogy that was going to happen mm-hmm. before and, you know before it stalemated and she acknowledges it she's like i was dead yeah for, yeah and that's yeah it's good like i think that she's a great cast member to have back you know she better come back for seven. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, look, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I think, I, mean, I think there'll be a Sydney, Gale, and Kirby trifecta. We get, we get an homage, though, Max. We get an homage in, the, in a white van. We're trying our very best um, CSI moment, like CSI slash NCIS. We're going to trace the call. We're going to trace the call. Sitting in the van with Kirby. But again, Say so we didn't expect, we didn't expect it. Just like in Scream Two, we didn't expect that you know Randy was going to get pulled into a van and mutilated. We yep. didn't expect that the one person who wasn't there was going to be in the biggest trouble. Mm-hmm. It was Gail, and we get an iconic, 
I don't care. This this is going to go up there in this franchise as one of the best moments in, in there as well. Gail finally gets her phone call. Mm-hmm. Six movies in, Gail gets her phone call from the Ghostface killer. It's like, it feels right. It feels right. It should happen now. And Gail gives as good as she gets. He real this ghost face goes in for the kill, like right in the heartstrings about Dewey and about how she was never been the star, but she's the brains of the sex appeal. <laughs> Gail is Gail. Gail is Gail twenty four seven, and I live for that. But this chase scene, given that it happens in a small felt space, like, I don't know. I was like, like yeah, Courtney looks so tiny in that scene. Like I actually like. I don't know. I felt the tension straight away. I was like, "Oh, like, definitely." That was actually Courtney. She performed yeah. her own stunts for that scene. Yeah, yeah, she did it all. And you know what? Like, I—it's rare that we see Gail alone with a ghost face, like Jill. Yes, she got. She was alone with Jill, but there was a. She was in a party. Do you know what I mean? She was. This mm-hmm. is Gail, well and truly alone, one on one with Ghostface, and. I, I thought it was great. It, there was mm. tension. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head. <laughs> Again, the best movie. Can you hold, please? <laughs> that like, was so what? good. <laughs> the best, one of the best moments in the franchise. What? That was so but smart, I, though. I yeah, know. It it's so Gail Weathers. It's Gail Weathers. Come on. What other person would have thought to do that? No one. It's fucking Gail. No. Gail had Gail to be Gail the Weathers. one to do it. it she's the she only character to. that made sense for and she has her, she has her photo with Dewey. Like it's important. I think I like these small little touches that you know, Dewey's gone, he's still there. Sydney's gone, she's still there. They're still a part of the story, but they're not driving the story, which is right. great. I thought it was. I thought she was done. I did too. I was like, they did it. They did what I thought they were going to do. So what do you think? Her, what do you think her line meant? When she was telling Sam, tell Sydney he didn't get me. That she didn't die. Like he like she's But he did. This is what was she, is she try is she trying to save Sydney? Is she do you know what I mean? Is she going to say Gail died but it wasn't like Ghostface didn't murder her, she like something else da 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 da. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is she trying to save Sydney from the fact that she's the sole survivor. Well, I think it was more or less like she was letting Sydney know, like sentimental wise, like like he didn't do her in, like you know, like he, did, he, didn't, get like, the, he, didn't, he didn't get the he didn't get the last laugh. He didn't finish yeah. me off. I died. Yeah, from bleeding out. Loss. But he yeah. still got, he still he still got her though. Yeah, I get but it. I get she, it. She she didn't lose did the fight. Die? Is what did she's he... trying to say. Right. There was a faint pulse. There was a faint pulse. And I must say that we've talked a lot about Melissa Barrera's um, acting in the last movie. She has definitely stepped it up this time. Yeah. Yeah. She was not a shit. That is true. That moment, that moment when Gail, where they lose Gail, she was, I was like, oh girl, there's, there's some chops. There's some acting chops. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did, as, as I said, there was a big reverse in the characters. I found. I think that actress was a victim. I found of, Tara like, the first film really, she had to be so really re- annoying like, in this movie. I can't decide. Like I was saying, I can't decide how I feel about Jenna Ortega. Quite honestly, she was like I was. I think Jenna stole the last movie. Mm-hmm. Jenna stole the last movie from Melissa easily. 
mm-hmm. because she was the, she was the ingenue, she was the innocent victim. She was a, I, I, I don't know. There's something I didn't love about her in this movie. I, and I, I guess there's a poster. Prick, wasn't she? Little yeah. prick. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I just wasn't loving her. Was not loving her this movie. But Melissa Barrera has said um, in interviews that the most important thing about this movie is that people got to know Sam and got to under like got more time with her to understand her because that's the way the franchise will survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they've done and the look, right thing. I, I really didn't feel the franchise was gonna float with Sam in the last one. In this one I was like, yeah no, I, I I'm on yeah. board now. Like I, I like Made her. Good. I liked her in the other one, but like I didn't think she had the the longevity. But now like I've seen her in this film where she was like like pretty much kick ass like Linda Hamilton shit. I was like, yeah, yeah no, I'm with you girl. Character. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I support so this- her and I care about her, but she's still not my favorite. No. We have uh we ha- I think she'll prove herself. I think they're gonna take us on a long and winding road with Sam and I think it will be a very different road to one that Sydney was gonna take. But this is where it kicks into high gear, you know, it has to because we're we're nearing that time. This is the longest screen movie, so we got to get we got to get mm. to it. They devise a plan to trap and kill Ghostface in the theater, uh, which you know you do. also has a, has the scene that I called I called from the from the trailer the um, the subway scene. I knew that that wasn't the same scene, the Love one with it. Mindy and the rest of them. I'm like. That's not the same. It's not the same scene, and it was, it was great. It was very tense watching those ghost faces pop up and pop out. <laughs> now, both times, both times that I saw this movie, when they were like, "How many stops do we have left?" and she goes ten, the audience all audibly groaned. They're like, "Oh!" <laughs> like, it was the audience were very into it. They're like, 10, 10 more stops of, you know, ghost face possibly killing us." Did you catch all the horror references in the costumes? Yeah, there were a lot. There were a lot. A oh, lot, Pinhead. A lot. Hmm? Pinhead. There was a Michael Pinhead. Myers. There was, there was uh, the Babadook. The Babadook. Which was my personal favourite. There was Samara Weaving's character from mm-hmm. Ready or Not. There was lots of people. So most of the most of the core four make it off the uh, off the train. Mindy is stabbed again. Quite violently, <laughs> Ethan comes to her rescue, even though he sh- she is his prime sus. She's he is her prime suspect. He's the one that saves her, which is which is nice for her. She at least she gets saved and didn't die. She could yeah. have very well died on that train. Do you know what I mean? It's yes. New York City. She could have very well died on that train, and no one would have batted an eyelid because she's getting stabbed in front of them and no one noticed. Oh God. And I just and you know the sad thing the is, like, I've actually seen a video of someone. It was in LA actually getting stabbed on a train, and no one done nothing. Like literally, one lady was like, "Oh, you're bleeding all over my bag." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like th- th- it's like not, it's not that far fetched. Well, it's meant to be. It's meant to be a commentary on the real world, so they're doing the right thing. But Sam, this is the moment we've been waiting for. I think every time we see Sam now, we think, how long till we see Billy? Ah, oh, Billy. <laughs> and we get our little CGI Billy Loomis. God love him. He's still, still looks good, but they've definitely, um, you know, buffed him out. He looks he looks good. And Sam well, they, does. They got to. They got to make him look yeah. 
1996. Like he does. Yeah. Sam does the thing. Sam takes the knife from the original killings. Her daddy's and, uh, th- Her dad's knife. And, uh, you know, clears the place herself because she gets a phone call saying that Kirby has been dismissed from the FBI. Mm-hmm. Due to her mental state. So this is our red herring moment, kids. Mm-hmm. We are happy to say it's not her, <laughs> but you know. Now, do we did we decide whether that was actually true or whether he was just telling the story? I no, think it's I think it's the fib. She wouldn't have her weapon if she was dismissed. But right? it, well, she, she could have. She a would have weapon. a weapon. Oh, she, she could have a ba- weapon. But did she have a weapon and a badge? She could have kept her badge. Like well, she had a badge. Yeah. So while while everyone is now effectively trapped inside with Ghostface, one, not one, but two Ghostface appear and attack. <laughs> Tara gets stabbed in the back. Ouch. Out of nowhere. And Chad. Now, Chad. Very symbolic. Chad, Chad went down. It. Chad copped it. And controversial opinion, I think he should have died. I, I don't like you. I think you should have because we're he's running the new in, Dewey though. Like I get we're what we're doing. In, yeah, but he's we're the doing the Dewey. same we're doing the same thing over again, right? But he copped character... it pretty bad, like he should have died, I agree. Oh, yeah, he, he should have was him. He was I think fucked. if any character like, should have died in this movie, it should have been Gail. Quite honestly. I love uh, Gail, but it, it was Gail's time. I don't think it's Gail's. I think it, it would have resonated a bit more if one of those new kids died. Well, what is all this talk about? Well, we all thought he did die, though. All the legacy characters Until the last scene. They did, like, the Dewey thing where he's on the stretcher. I didn't do it, but I don't know. That's just my problem. It just, it kind of ruined Mindy's speech when all the legacy characters I kind of think, though, like, he survived. Maybe he was wrong. Now, the next movie, I think Chad's fucked. Like, he is actually going to die. Yeah, Eh, we'll see. I I feel like if any of them should have gone, it should have been Gail. Yeah, so Tara and and Sam are trying to escape, and this is where we get our reveal of not one. How do we feel about the reveal? But three. I was kind of surprised that there were three. I was very surprised. I knew that bitch wasn't fucking dead. I knew I didn't. She was shot. I cottoned on when he was crying and stuff. And when he come out like, oh, I've lost my kids. And I'm like, yeah, I, I went up. like this. And that bitch went, ain't kids, dead. That's awkward. I didn't, yeah. I didn't well, pick no, her. It, it, no, it made sense because they had talked about her brother dying before. Yeah, but they weren't specific. And they, you know what this died. series is like. You know oh, what this they series said is that like. he had died. And that, I, that's why yeah. he followed her to New that York That was City. enough for me to go, he's one of the killers. Like I knew straight yeah. away then he was one of the that's killers. That's fair. I've when heard other people say it too. Yeah, I was happy enough to just let it. I I went into the movie going, don't overthink it. Just watch the movie. Don't overthink it. Just watch the movie. And mm-hmm. I was happy enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ethan, I didn't. I I, I was hoping Ethan wasn't going to be. Oh no, but, I knew you know, it was Ethan. As fair soon as, that, as soon as that scene happened with Mindy's speech, I'm like, it's Ethan. Ethan's one yeah. of them. And then when he called and mentioned Kirby being out of the FBI, I'm like, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I did not see Quinn. Being the third killer, that but we was get the I did. I knew that Our, um, he wasn't dead when he was crying. Like something about it was felt very disingenuous. I'm like, she's not dead. 
And her death was like she didn't actually have any wounds. Like she was just covered in blood. So I I, I don't know. I just sort of cotton off straight away. Maybe I've seen too many screams. I was like, it depends on how you watch the movie. Really, I did not I get guess. a good enough look at her body, honestly. So the next time I watch it, I'm going to have to like very carefully yeah. like look at her body. Yeah, no, she was just I, covered yeah. in blood. She had no wounds, and you did not see her actually get hurt. But the thing is, if she had been stabbed, you wouldn't necessarily, and she wasn't gutted like the rest of them, you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> notice. You still have a stab mark, though. Like she was just covered in blood. Like she yeah, looked. It, it is very, it is very quick. Like that's what yes. I will give it. It's very quick. You don't have time. And, and it was during that intense scene of like you know that's all the, whole, the shit yeah, happening to Annika and whatever. Yeah. Like you know, it was too much. Like it was that was the point of it though too. That you didn't. Really so we need to it. we need to get to the motive. The motive because the motive is always important. This is the family of Robbie Kirsch. Richie. His, Richie Kirsch. Robbie's on the uh, Robbie's screen four. Richie Kirsch. <laughs> I'm with it. It's yeah. all good. Too it's many all right. uh, too many names in this movie. Way too many. Too many names, too many characters in this franchise. <laughs> but they are they are doing the vengeance thing, not unlike one Miss Debbie Salt. It's screen too. Which is fair enough. Psychopathy just... runs in the family. Like, you know. And we, if one like Scream 2. Yep. Scream yep, 2, we ended like... in a theatre. Scream, scream 6, we're ending in a movie theatre. It's nice. Yeah, it's, no, it was very much. I, I felt like this had a lot of callbacks to Scream 2. And I liked it for the most like part. It. Like, I thought it was cute. I still think well, Scream 2 is better. I... It got me thinking now that even Mindy's like, oh, this is definitely, it's too easy to do, like, scream two over again. It's like, but you basically did. Yeah, but there was, I think there's enough different. Anyway, we need to get, get through it so we can I'm tell just, us, we can give I'll our little opinions. Okay, we get our massive, on. our massive, like, last fight where, you know, there's lots of stabbings, stabbings and twistings and bashings Shootings and all that head. kind of thing. And even I, getting I, stabbed I, in the fucking throat. Ethan got fucked up. <laughs> my best, my best friend was like, "Oh, when, when Quinn got hit in the face with the brick and all the teeth came out, it's like, oh, that is that is a lot. <laughs> it was but a lot, actually. There was a continuity error in that, though, if you noticed. She she had teeth. She, there was yeah, I did notice it, but it was a look for me. Anytime anyone loses teeth in a movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, oh no, oh. me too. I grabbed at my mouth like, oh. No. Oh, bloody queen! And the whole the whole metaphor of this movie is that Tara, Sam needs to let Tara go, and that is very much manifest, you know, in the end of this movie. And oh, yeah. it proves that you know, little Tara can handle herself. <laughs> well, I think we've we've all been we've all been um looking at Sam as the psycho, but. Ooh, she like seemed to enjoy that uh, a lot. Tara's never fucked around. Did she fuck around in the in the other film? No, but she seems to really enjoy. It. He found out. Yeah, she seemed to enjoy it this time. But um, daddy, daddy sees his daughter shot in the head as well. Like pretty blank yeah. fucking shot in the head. That's yeah. nice. But uh, no, nah, it was good. She, for him. she was a mongrel. She, yeah, <laughs> she, she does she what he wanted. She does what he wanted. She put on the mask. Mm-hmm. She put on the mask. She put on the costume. And you need to be careful what you wish for, detective, because she stabbed him eight ways from Sunday. Yes, yeah, she did. 
She got them good. That bitch has got some good, like, elbow maneuvering. She can stab, 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 and then, like, put it in an orifice and twist it. It's like, oh, God. So I don't think we need to worry about any of these guys ever returning, especially at the end. But Ethan... Ethan resurfaces, and Kirby proves a point that, you know what? Dropping a TV on someone's face can kill them. Okay, another continuity error. He's screaming. He's screaming. Dude, you just swallowed Ah. a knife. You're not screaming. He could be. ah, It should have probably been a bit more guttural. It should have been more guttural. But, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Kirby did what, what she saw in a movie and Love took that care horror. of it. It Love was great. Horror. It was great. So, you know, we, we end on a, on a positive note for them. They've lost a lot of blood, but they are still still alive. <laughs> Demi Lovato. Did you like Kirby's Q. line at the end when she told them that, that like, they'll always if be family? Me. Like, it was like, yeah. oh, you're in the sequel, bitch. <laughs> If you need me, call me. It's like, yeah, yep. we'll be calling you, girl. Tara She's agrees bad. to go to therapy. Mindy and Chad are alive. So Kirby's taken to hospital. Gail's alive. Now, the one thing that kind of made me go, Ooh, is her holding on to that mask. What? Oh, she held on to that mask a little too long. She held on to that mask a little too long for my Who for held my on liking. to the mask? Wait, was this Gail? Sam. 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 Sam held on to that. Sam, oh. Sam held on to Daddy's Oh, mask. at the end, yeah, then Daddy's... she dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, she held on to that mask up. a little too that's long. Thoughts. Yeah. So that's the end. Do you reckon Cue she's Demi, crazy? Cue Demi Lovato song. <laughs> <laughs> and we have survived another round with Ghostface. All right, let's wrap it up with final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, you can start. Katie, you have thoughts, you have feelings, you go. How many screen masks? How many knives out of five? Four and a half. Four and a half out of five. Yes. I like this way better than five. Way better than five. And Sam is in her villain era. She is going to end up a killer. I'm calling it now. Calling it now. Because none of the screen movies have done that before. It's something they always wanted from, people always wanted from Sydney, but it wouldn't have been a payoff if it was Sydney. It's Sydney's way too pure. She is. She's way. She's. She's just. She does not have. And people, even Ghostface says it would have been a great twist if it was Gail. Like Sydney will kill a bitch, but they got to be a Ghostface. Like, right. You know. well, Sydney will defend herself, but she doesn't have it in her to kill someone. She's like. No. She's. She's either too traumatized. She's too compassionate. She's just got. She can't do it. However, they have set Sam up to take over Ghostface's mask. They have. I'm very, I'm very much, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to them. And I think this is where they're going, taking this into a psychological horror. Mm -hmm. The whodunit thing will stay, but I think they're going to push the psychological thing, especially with her seeing people. That opens up a lot of doors for former cast members. She's got like hallucinations and stuff. Like that's that's usually someone who will end up being like. Violent. She is. She's yeah. gonna break. She's gonna snap. Right, what about? Sorry, what about you, Luke? What was your final thoughts? I give it four daggers out of five. I think it was very solid. I think it was better than five, than Scream Five. I think it's a nice return to form. I would have loved to have had Nev there, but I understand that she didn't 
need to be there either. Like they they made it work without her. Um, I would really like in the, the the upcoming sequel that they can sort of bring it all back a little bit more. Maybe even go. I don't know if they need to go to Woodsboro, but they need to make it a little bit more like Scream One. Like like they've gone big now. Go home. Like make it smaller. I don't think Neb. I don't think Sydney would have fit into this one very well. Quite honestly, there was no room for her. There was absolutely. It would have, no I felt room. like it would have felt very forced. I would have it made would have the been movie incredibly very forced, even heavier. A heavy movie, even heavier, because there was a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some characters have got shortchanged in the time we had. So if you added Sydney Prescott in like there, Annika, who, Annika got fucked. So even, like, even if really you cut Annika completely out of this film, there is still no room for Sydney Prescott. Right. Yeah. This, All right. And, and to give to give the other characters their wait, but we have to talk about our own Sydney Prescott. One of the one of our cast members is absent. So here we have uh, Brooke's thoughts on Scream Six. Hi guys, Brooke here. Just stopping by to share my thoughts on the new Scream film, Scream 6, with you guys. I know that myself, along with a lot of other fans who love this franchise as much as I do, were worried um, about the whole future of the Scream franchise, essentially. I feel like Scream 6 definitely was a hit. I feel like it lived up to the hype that Scream 5 created. And we can all be really, really happy with where it's traveling and the direction that it's going. So I feel like with Scream 6 and the way that they have done it, they have definitely honored Wes Craven's legacy while almost creating a personality of its own. So personally, I really loved watching the Core Fours relationship turn into more of a family packed almost um where they were strong enough to survive without the core characters or the legacy characters sorry however seeing the legacy characters like courtney and hayden was such a joy and i was so worried about what i would think of the film without you know the likes of sydney and dewey god rest dewey um look i just thought that they did do a wonderful job and I am so happy that it looks like the Scream franchise will actually live on for a while longer. So for me and my 11 year olds who do did come and see this at the cinemas with me, we have discussed it and we will give this five Scream masks out of five because we re- did really, really enjoy it. Cannot wait to revisit it for a second run. But for now, it's bye from me, guys. Thanks. Bye. bye. I'm going to give this, like Katie, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I think it is very, very close to being top tier in this franchise. They have definitely proven their point that they do not need Sydney Prescott to survive and continue. And as someone who is a huge Scream fan, hello. Um, um, I feel good about that. You know what I mean? I feel I feel like we're gonna have potentially what two, three, maybe four movies where we don't have to rely on the same tropes. Yeah. But we're gonna honor the source material. We're not gonna pick and choose from the movies that we like. We're not gonna go a Halloween route with this and retcon and retcon in different realities and different. No, everything and, that and happens I, I has think happened. That was terrible. 
I think that was and terrible. That's, that's the strength of this, and that's the strength of what's happening on Chucky on TV. You are yep. taking everything that everybody loved about this franchise and even using it as building stuff. blocks, even the bad, even the bad stuff, and using it as building blocks to build yep. out what I can see happening in the future and what I hope for the future of this franchise is that next, because they're very much about being um, self-referential with this with this recall stuff, yeah? This is very strongly echoed Scream 2. What I would love to see in Scream 3, since we've... Uh, Scream 7, sorry, is kind of what we saw in Scream 3, and someone is not making a movie, but possibly making a documentary about Sam Ooh. and trying to figure out whether it is nature versus nurture and really pushing her psychologically and then making her question her own sanity and oh that will as God. i said that'll really open up that'll really open up the the chance for old cast members to return because if you're dead sam can see you oh sam can sam I can just, see everyone sam can, that, baby. Sam can, right sam can potentially see everyone that billy and, and Stu killed oh, so there's like no that. reason why she couldn't hallucinate I really like that. Everyone from that first Mrs. movie. Mrs. Loomis. I think that's the oh. smartest. Hey, I think Kevin, that's the smartest way to go. Well, Mrs. Loomis is Sam's it's grandma. We've got to think of it like exactly. that. That's her grandma. Yeah, that's her grandmother. She has ties. She Ooh. has these ties, these genetic ties. And I think that that's a really interesting area that not a lot of franchise movies, like, we, they don't Happy do it successfully. I think that... Happy that is an interesting way for the series to go, and we don't necessarily need Nev, but I think she will be back. Having her, giving her this time away, she's not going to get franchise burnout like, like Jamie. Uh, the way I look at it now is she's in her Jamie Lee era, where she can come back wherever she wants, and the the fan base will have her back. We, she could go away for another ten years, so those kids that she's got. Our teenagers the next time we see her and then you know what i mean and she could say mm. cotton weary we have we have <laughs> a wide a wide space to go i think that if anything moving it to new york taking sydney out of it has opened it right up and it could be anything scream could be anything going forward and that's exciting to me that is good yeah so well, what's your rankings the point, now? That, that the, the movie could go... Yeah, so Steve, you didn't give us your ranking out of, out of no, five he, nine. No, 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 no. So no, four, he gave the ranking. I meant, like, the movie rankings. My what's franchise ranking? Okay, I, I vacillate, okay? I am going, and this is controversial. No, nope, But I'm done. going. One, two. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Six. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. One, two. I like it. Six, four and five are kind of tied. Three is at the bottom just because three has too much comedy for my liking, but it's not a bad... I don't think there is a horrible movie in this franchise. There is a, a, a weird attempt at doing something different that didn't work, and I'm glad that they mm -hmm. nixed it. But I think it's definitely in that top... For me at the moment, it's in that top three. It, it had enough in there for me to, to really enjoy it. I'm kind of with you. I am one, two, and I keep going back and forth between four and six in the third spot. Like I keep going back yep. and forth. So we'll call it a tie. And then five <laughs> and three. 
I did one, two. What about you? I think, yeah, one and two, like one is the best, two is the best, second best. Um, four, I think, is is the third. And then I'd probably be, I agree with you, I'd jump to six. So it'll be one, two, four, six, um, five, then three. Three is the it's weakest very, entry, yeah. but it's still it's not a shit movie, as you no, said. It's, it's very it's funny because a, I... I do with this what I do. It's just the weakest one of the lot. I do with this what I do with Friday the 13th. I never watch part one by itself. If I'm watching Mm -hmm. Scream, I'm watching Scream 1 and 2. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I feel like they are one movie for some reason. It's like Halloween 1 and 2. I don't... I always watch those two together. Like, they they go together. I don't know. (laughs) The important thing to note, though, is that this currently is... The number one movie in the world. There's What's the box dream? office right now, Steve? Can dream you bring sense. it up right so, now? So, on a budget of thirty-three to thirty-five million, this is currently Good sitting budget. at one hundred one hundred and sixteen. We all knew it was getting its budget back. So we it was it. it was a so, it was a soft green light before the release, but this is Scream Seven is going into production this year, apparently, oh, to yeah, be to be released next year. General Tiger will be there making am, it rain. She'll be like, oh, I am more excited about the seventh movie than I was coming into this one. Because right? Because there's so much possibility now. Well, because five was kind of like, I want to love it, but I, I yeah. don't love it. But this one, I'm did, like, yeah, yeah, it work. do it. Ready. Five was always going to be a hard movie, yeah? Five was always going to be that, that hard movie. Always bringing that, it back. They got and it, it had they got it right this time they got it right in five what they got wrong in four i really yeah. okay yeah. so except do you know what i mean except so, i mean i mean in passing the torch yes passing yes. the torch okay. to another yes. generation yes. yes yes okay in passing the torch to another thing. generation and ensuring that this but franchise did they, they did pass the torch to kirby oh, yeah well kirby, i i hope that kirby will be back i hope i wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind if we sat Gail out for an entry. I think give Kirby her time. Give give Kirby her time to shine. Take us right out of it. Yeah. Take us right out of hiding and recover from those injuries because they're pretty severe. Exactly. And I think the next time we see Gail might be the last time. But I have my theories on how we're going to get Sydney back. And I think Mm -hmm. it's. I think what will bring Sydney back to the fold is Gail's death. That's a good point. That's a good and point. I th- I've, I've said I said it about this movie, but Which I think it's a couple. Of, going for I think revenge. it's a couple. Yeah, I think it's a couple of movies down the track. I think we're going to get a fake out, and I think we're going to get a final kill after the killer reveal. Mm-hmm. And it'll be. <laughs> this is my theory. So again, okay, trademark this. Trademark if you want. We get right. through the movie. Everyone survives. Gail gets another call. Gail is tortured, killed, and then the killer rings Sydney off Gail's phone, and that's the end of the oh. movie. Oh, oh! I, wow. wa- I want to see Sydney finish. Out imagine the, the last. Imagine the last line of a screen movie after Gail has been murdered, well and truly murdered on screen. Mm-hmm. Big, hello, Sydney. Oh yeah. Boom. Yep, I'm in it. <laughs> I would crazy my jeans. Let's end the show there. But what That's I want to see, what I want to see for the final screen movie, the <coughs> final one, the ending of the franchise, I want to see Sam and Sydney. 
I want to see Killer Sam going up against our final girl set. I, I, I honestly I think, think that's that how it's going to go. Yeah, Sydney versus Billy. But do we want Sam to be a villain now? Like, I don't know. She is on her way. She is in her villain era. Like I have been saying this whole time, she is she is on the way. There is so much more possibility for her to go down that route than than Sydney ever had. I reckon General Tag is going to smash her too. She is. Do you know what? I don't think not to be a bad guy. I don't think she is. I reckon she'll kill Tara. I reckon the core four will all die. I reckon she'll all die. If we if we get to a final and Tara will go. If we get to a final movie, like we're 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 ending it. Oh yeah, we're cleaning the screen. I think we they will wipe everyone out except for Sydney. Yep. Copyrighted uncensored horror. Kind of. I feel like that's kind of the way it should be. But. We'll get there because hopefully this time next year, my friends, we'll be discussing Scream 7. But until then, we hope that you have enjoyed Scream 6. Let us know your feelings and we will see you again really, really soon on Uncensored Horror. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.